I'm Kristen Hetzel, co-host of Dining at Disney Podcast. Every week I chat about dining at Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Cruise Line with my fellow foodie, Bubba. We also feature restaurants and food reviews, information to help you plan your dining, Disney food news, recipes, and a monthly panel discussion. Visit DiningAtDisney.com and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast platform. Dining at Disney Podcast, the happiest plate on earth. Letting everybody in. So we're doing the dance party. It's like the pre-show dance party. You know, I can't help it. Oh, it's fine. Do what you like. I like happy music. Yes, I'm down with that. We're just sharing, sharing the video to you know a bunch of cool peeps. I can do one of Boozle dance moves. <laughs> Our daughter, she has, she, she's got the or most this. interesting dancing. Or is it whatever this little thing is? I don't know she what does. she does. She does a lot of dancing with her hands. <laughs> Hand dancing. You know? So, so crazy. <laughs> this is how loopy we are. Or the gang. weird one. Does this? Oh, she, yeah. The, the I don't know what that is. Uh, interpretive dance. <laughs> ballet style I don't know anyway it's fun contemporary contemporary you know <laughs> it's like a, you think you can dance right crazy yep. okay well hey fam thank you for tuning in checking out the Disney list live we go live on Facebook every Sunday at varied times depends on the schedule <laughs> schedule has been always crazy but even more crazy now that we have a boo and jack jack little ones running around the house like crazy that's how it rolls so it's like now that We've had dinner, and they're put to bed. Now we can do the show. So it is what it is. But click that bell for notifications anytime we go live, and then we'll be able to share our Disney fun, happy, fun times with you. We're talking about what today, Kristen? We are ranking the Disney transportation. That's right, y'all. Spend so much time researching all these things. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, big ups to uh, Kristen. We have a... Another Kristen on the show. She spells her name. It's a Kirsten? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's Kirsten. Hey, Kirsten. Greetings from Boston. What up, Boston? Bean Town. Home of New Kids on the Block. They're from Dorchester. Your favorite, one of your favorite bands. You can tell one of my favorite band, bands, Van Halen. Not from, not from <laughs> Dorchester. I'm try, trying to point up to it. Oh, uh, Gail gosh. in the chat as well. Uh, happy belated birthday, Gail. Uh, happy happy day to you, Lindsay. Good to see you in the chat. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Jones in the chat, too. Thank you so much. Also, like to give a birthday shout-out to Dave Bossert. It's Dave's birthday today. Happy He's birthday, Dave. Dave Bossert, uh, filmmaker, author, former uh, Disney Parks, uh, Disney Special Projects guy. He's worked on a lot of attractions, and uh, he's got a brand-new book we'll talk about with Claude Coates, legendary Disney Imagineer. We'll talk a little bit about that book. Plug it. Plug the uh, sister podcast, um, Skull Rock Podcast. But in the meantime, before we get into the transportation and some Disney news, Kristen, people are hitting you up talking about the latest and greatest Disney stuff and how they can book their vacation and when they should do it, uh, getting all kinds of tips and tricks from you. 
where can our listeners, our fans, and their friends and family connect with you so that you can help them book their dream Disney, Universal, or any cruise line out there, vacation, including Disney Cruise? Um, how can they get in touch with you? You can email me at themeparksandcruises at gmail.com. Right. Awesome. Sauce. Let's get this show on the road. The following is a production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. What an imagination, huh? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Broadcasting from the Tiki Room Studios in Music City. It's the Disney List. The Disney List. You've got to have characters that the audience, the viewer, the reader cares about. What makes a hero? What friendship? What's the idea of sacrificing yourself for something larger? With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Disney List on Sorcerer Radio with your hosts, Kristen and Al John. We must be insane. We must be insane. Why do I say that, Kristen? I don't know. Why do you say that? I say it because we host like three podcasts all about Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars every week. We must be insane. We are. (laughs) Welcome to the Disney list where every week, Kristen and I, we do a ranking, we count down, like do our top tens. We share some Disney park news. We talk about all things Disney. We have so much fun doing it too. And we do it from the veil of being super uber Disney fans. We've been Disney fans for a long time since, you know, we were children. Now that we're fully grown and fully formed adults, (laughs) fully formed humanoids, we can discuss our fandom with you. Welcome to the show. I'm Al John Go, lifelong Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars fan, also a musician and, uh, like to welcome you to the show joined by my lovely intelligent co-host Kristen Hetzel hello everybody hello I I plugged our podcast with uh, Dave Bossert um, Disney animator author filmmaker former Disney parks uh, I don't know a lot of people who were talking about this uh, the fact that we host so many Disney podcasts but uh, Dave had a birthday Dave Bossert had a birthday um, we worked with so many Imagineers and we actually have this awesome show that's launching and we talked to Tony Baxter and Alan Coates, the son of Claude Coates, who's also an Imagineer. So Alan and Claude, two generations of Imagineers, y'all, Wow. work on so many things and Claude Coates is the reason we have the submarines. He's the reason the haunted, you know, the team that brought the haunted mansion to life, the part of the original Imagineers that brought Disneyland to life with the Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and all those great attractions. And he's just a legend, obviously Disney legend, but we talk about his book that uh, Dave just recently finished too. Uh, and you can pre-order it from our link in the show notes, Claude Coates, Walt Disney's Imagineer, the making of Disneyland from Toad Hall to the Haunted Mansion and beyond. And we did talk about Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I love Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. We love Ride. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Um, 
we talk about so much. And of course, we talked to Tony Baxter, too. That's why I was wearing my Star Tour shirt today. So I was just rocking uh, the Tony Baxter. And Tony was at his home, of course, his palatial home. And uh, was very nice. They were both great. Alan Coates was amazing. So uh, anyway, oh, Gail says, love your shirts. Kristen, what are you sporting? We talked about my Star oh. Tours opening day shirt. but I have the 35th Epcot. Center. Very nice. I love that retro. Uh, hello, hello. Paul Hackenbarth is uh, joining us in the chat. Um, Mike, Mike Cassidy, good evening from Manchester, Tennessee. Al, John, and Kristen, what up, Tennessee Vols? Volunteers. Uh, Gail says, happy birthday for my, uh, thanks for my birthday wishes. It's hard for me to read in the dark. So No, I'm just, I was laughing at you with the UT comment. Yeah, well. Um, considering it's not like you no. cheer for UT. No, we don't. We don't cheer <laughs> cheer for UT, but uh, we are Tennesseans, so we are volunteers by default. Um, Kirsten says, oh, I'm in Southie. So Southie from <laughs> in, in in Boston. So there you go. She, she's part of that area of Boston. She's not from Dorchester like the rest of the new kids on the block. Is it all the new kids on the block from, from Dorchester or just the, the Wahlbergs? I thought they all were. I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah. We, <laughs> if you wanted to start a new kids on the block podcast, Kristen, you could do that. Because didn't Danny Wood go to school with Donnie Wahlberg? I Weren't think they, so. Like, the only way, only reason why I'd know that is because I watch Wahlburgers with you. I, is that still a show? Is that still a thing? I don't know. We haven't watched. I haven't it watched in it so forever. Yeah. But anyway, uh, gang, thank you so much once again for checking out the show. Uh, we talked about my uh, other podcast with Dave, but uh, Kristen, what did you talk about on your podcast this week so people can like, share, and subscribe to Dining at Disney Podcast? What did you guys talk about? What did we talk about this week? <laughs> we talked about Halloween. Oh yes. Yes, the Halloween right. Halloween treats and things to expect at the park. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. So um, once again, subscribe to our sister show there as well, Dining at Disney Podcast. And, and we're giving away a book. That's right. And you'll get details on the book giveaway there too as well, Dining at Disney Podcast. Um, thank you to, once again, all of our Source of Radio listeners out there. Um, we I just started reposting again on Discord because we got new iPhones uh, like last month, whatever the case was. I think I've been living with this new iPhone for the last few weeks now. And it's weird because I came from the Android side of things. I've been, I was an, I was one of the first people in my, my work to get an iPhone and I had so many iPhones. It's, it's great. And then a couple of years ago, after that whole iPhone battery debacle, I decided to just go with Android and, and, and I was Android for a few phones and now going back to the iPhone is super strange to me. So I didn't post on some social media and discord there on Torso radio for since I've had the the new phone, but now I'm back on it and I'm posting and uh, you've always been with the iPhone. So you don't know. Yes. I did not. I did not leave to go to the droid because it's, I don't want to have to take the time to learn something. Yeah, it was, it's great. <laughs> not now, something now like that. I've got, I've got, I've, I have more important things to do with my time than learn a new phone. <laughs> well, Hey, I, I had more important things to do than to uh, worry about my phone battery running out. Like it always does with an iPhone, but I think it's gotten better. I'm just not used to the weight because man, those iPhones they're I mean, they're serious business. It's super heavy. I'm used to the weight. Yeah. You're used to it. I'm not. I'm not. My Android phone was super light and I loved it. But anyway, I digress. Uh, like we started off at the beginning of the show talking about the ranking Disney uh, Disney World transportation, which we'll be talking about. It's always an interesting 
topic for discussion, uh, how to get from here to there and what way is the best. And we're going to talk a little bit about our favorites. I do want to talk about, uh, I guess we've got some news kind of headlines to talk about, right? Yep. Let's do it. So the investors call happened a few days ago. Continued growth of Disney Plus and streaming services on full display during the earnings call for the Walt Disney Company. Overall revenue in the quarter came in at $17.202 billion, billion with a B, slightly above expected estimates of $16.76 billion. Disney Parks experiences and products. Um, man, so uh, Bob Chapek, the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, says, We entered the third quarter in a strong position. And we're pleased with the company's trajectory as we grow our businesses amidst the ongoing challenges of the pandemic. We continue to introduce exciting new experiences at our parks and resorts worldwide, along with guest-centric services to our direct-to-consumer business, performing very well with a total of 174 million subscribers across Disney Plus, Kristen. That's 174 a million subscribers, Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu at the end of the quarter, and a host of new content coming to those platforms. Un believable that's that's a lot of subscribers y'all yes, disney's cruise line saw strong success in the quarter based on strong fall 2022 bookings you know it's opening back up plus all the promotion going on for their new cruise ship the disney wish which is on track for completion summer of 2022 gosh that'd be great to be on that cruise ship wouldn't it that's an amazing looking cruise ship you got the star wars you got the marvel you got all the disney stuff and then walt disney world capacity levels through this quarter were at or near com, uh, capacity levels and gradually increased through the quarter. By the end of this year, Kristen, they're going to have full 100% capacity. So that's the thing. That is the thing. So um, once again, Disney, despite all of the hardships, they are thriving now. Things are opening back up for the for the mouse. So can't be that. Thinking, uh, talking about thriving, Kristen. Yes. How about Ryan Reynolds? You know, I haven't heard anything about this yet. Really? Yes. Where have you been? I don't know. Busy watching two babies, I guess. (laughs) Free Guy, the new Ryan Reynolds movie, scores the top box office slot this weekend. This action comedy, Free Guy. What do you think Free Guy's about? Since you don't know anything about it, what do you think this is about? When you Um, talk about Free Guy. I don't know. Maybe he was a hitman and now he's not. I don't (laughs) know. No, that's the other Ryan Reynolds movie. I don't know. Um, No, it's from 20th Century Studios. 20th Century Studios, also known as Disney. Okay. The film was uh, uh, slated to premiere last year, 2020, but it was delayed due to the pandemic. Now, Free Guy opened up in their very first, Kristen, 45-day theatrical release window. That means no Disney premiere access. It's going straight to theaters. Free Guy is about Ryan Reynolds. In a video game. Oh, that's weird. So okay. I, I remember, um, you know, being a video game thing, looking at this movie going, so what is this? Like Wreck-It Ralph come to life, right? Okay. But uh, apparently it's really good. There's Who a else bunch of- isn't it? Uh, time out. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. Uh, but Brian Reynolds is in it. You you see- I mean, I I've, <laughs> was just- <laughs> I don't know. Just from those little pictures that you're scrolling by, it just and it just doesn't sound like something I'd be interested in watching. Uh, even though I, I like Ryan Reynolds. Well, this this movie brings back the pairing of <gasps> Ryan Reynolds oh, no. as guy okay. and Taika Waititi 
of course, the director of Thor Ragnarok. No, no, no. This this is what's going to sell me on this. Okay. Because not only does it have Ryan Reynolds, I needed another selling point. And right here, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> that, okay, I'm sold. Okay, there you go. So, but anyway, so Taika Waititi and him, they come back, they're back together. And the last time that Taika and Ryan were in a film together, okay. Okay. Was Green Lantern. Oh, no. Yeah. How about that? But John Krasinski is in there from A Quiet Place. Uh, I think I think that was from him. Wayne from Johnson. Place. Of course, The Rock is in there. Uh, the little cameo. Hugh Jackman is in there. Tina Fey. Um, they're all playing video game characters. Uh, this is one of the last oh, uh, wow. appearances of Alex Trebek. Yep. So yeah, this is this is very cool. But yes, yeah, a bank teller discovers he's actually a non-player character, an NPC inside a brutal open-world video. And so uh, once again, this is like the modern version of Ready Player One meets Wreck-It Ralph plus Deadpool, <laughs> right? Because of Ryan Reynolds. But once again, it's- not really my kind of thing, but. I'll I'll watch it when it's available on the TV. Well, congratulations to Ryan Reynolds because and Disney uh, for uh, being number one at the box office. And speaking of Ryan Reynolds, you know there is a, a an interesting thing, you know, uh, because he is there um, with Taika and all that. There's actually a drink. Did you see this? Yes, over at Joffrey's coffee. Joffrey Joffrey's coffee. Uh, Coffrey, <laughs> Joffrey's coffee, coffee, <laughs> Joffrey's coffee, uh, Joffrey's. So <laughs> calling all, I can't. You sound <laughs> like you sound like a boo trying to say backpack when you pack 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 pack. <laughs> um, calling all coffee lovers. It's time to get your caffeine fix at Disney Springs at the Joffrey's Free Guy Coffee Truck. That's pretty cool. Serving up brews inspired by the 20th Century Studios' new epic adventure comedy, Free Guy. Um, so you could check out Have a Good Day Latte or Heroes Cold Brew. Both are great options that'll give you a jumpstart to your day. Pretty neat. Plus, the truck itself has got those Free Guy graphics. So uh, get that picture. Uh, while you can in front of the free guy truck, because that is bound to change here, you know, in a few months. So that, that's cool. So Shang-Chi, the brand new Marvel film, um, brand new hero uh, that is going to be going live. Uh, what is it? September 3rd. So just a few more weeks away from Shang-Chi making it live um, in theaters only. Apparently, Bob Chapek had made some comment during the investors call about it being called an experiment. An interesting experience, uh, experiment for us. That is a quote from Bob Chapek, uh, as the film only has a 45-day theatrical window, just like Free Guy. So it's not going to Disney Premiere Plus. And, of course, someone got triggered. Someone got triggered. The star of the, the movie, Simo Liu, who plays Shang-Chi, says, We are not an experiment experiment we are the underdog the underestimated we are the ceiling breakers we are the celebration of culture and joy that will preserve an embattled year we are the surprise i'm fired up to make history on september 3rd join us so um i don't believe bob chapek meant any disparaging comments look i'm chinese filipino i don't think he made anything saying you know disparaging saying that Shang-Chi was an experimental film or anything like that. I think they are experimenting with the fact that they are not doing day and date releases and avoiding a Scarlett Johansson debacle. Oh, I'm sure that's what he meant, but you know, I'm not a fan of Bob Chapek. Can we have the other Bob back? 
<laughs> Moving on. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Um, I like the other Bob. I like, uh, I like Bob Iger too. Oh, well. Uh, as I said too, um, I was going to talk about Claude Coates again. I, I just I wanted to put a plug in for the new Claude Coates book. You can go ahead and order um, your copy of Claude Coates' Walt Disney Imagineer Making of Disneyland book from Toad Hall to Haunted Mansion. It is by my podcast uh, co-host, David Bossert, Dave Bossert from Skull Rock Podcast with a, pre- a preface uh, by Alan Coates, his son, who's also an Imagineer, and the Disney legend Imagineer Tony Baxter, who we talked about this week. So uh, pre-order it now. It's 65 bucks. You can get it through old theoldmillpress.com. We're going to have Dave to come back and talk a little bit about this book and the amazing career of Claude Coates, who is the man behind so many Disneyland, handpicked by Walt to lead Wed by the way, um, Haunted Mansion, uh, Carousel of Progress, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, Snow White Scary Adventures, Alice in Wonderland. Not only was he a background designer and animator artist, but he did a lot of those attractions. So just an amazing book. And this is a huge book. It's like 250 pages, Kristen. Wow. But um, it's an amazing coffee table book. I was going to say, these are the kind that you, you put on your table for when you have guests that like to flip through things and that kind of stuff. You Absolutely. Know, it's a great, it's like it's a great three, talking Well, piece. it's like that 3D disappear, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a great coffee table read. And Dave is really... You the, do the not put that where your children can reach it. Oh, heck no. Do not, do not, do not. The kids do not need to take it and rip pages out of it. That is, that is a sin, a mortal sin. So uh, <laughs> moving on, the anniversary of Walt Disney World is slowly coming up. Well, it's not slowly, it's uh, quickly upon us uh it's happening october 1st and the magic is calling to you come celebrate uh they've got the behind the scenes of the new anthem for the resorts 50th have you seen some of this Kristen? i have this not new music check this out i wrote a song called the magic is calling for walt disney world's 50th anniversary they asked me to write a song that embodied the concept of the magic of the park calling to you there's like that quality in a Disney song that you just can't seem to find anywhere else. Hearing the choir sing the song for the first time was surreal and it was epic. I mean, Disney World only turns 50 once and I feel like the music's been a huge part of people's lives, but the parks have been such a big part of people's lives. When people hear this song, I really hope that they feel inspired to get back to Disney, get back to their dreams and share that with their family. So how cool is that? Um, I want to go. I know. I know. We want to go. It's going to be quite the celebration, and that's a great celebration with this music from platinum-selling songwriter and music producer Alana de Forensica. Nashville-based songwriter and producer Bobby Studley had answered the call to create an original anthem for the 50th, and there you have it. They're from Nashville, Kristen. Yay. Isn't that awesome? Yes. And they are Disney fans. Where else did you go to get such great musicians? <laughs> right? And songwriters. Those are and, very pretty. And they brought out not only the music, but they also had uh, listed and posted some of the nighttime kind of concepts around all the different park icons. Of course, Spaceship Earth, Cinderella's Castle, the Hollywood Tower, and 
the tree of life and it should be super exciting. So this, I can't wait to listen to the new music. Big fan of that orchestration. The looks like they brought like the, the choir from different, you know, nations to kind of have that kind of uh, spaceship earth, um, you know, reflections of earth kind of feel yeah. and vibe. So a uh, very uplifting speaking of uplifting, Kristen, you see how I did there <laughs> space Two Twenty restaurant, a project near and dear to you, Kristen lifts off at Epcot in September. And they had also discussed some new things of what to check out there in this post. Hey everyone, it's Zach from Walt Disney Imagineering. And here's a sneak peek of the Space 220 restaurant here in Epcot. Before reaching our amazing dining room, we need to elevate ourselves 220 miles above the Earth in our first of its kind space elevator. Once we arrive in our main dining room, you'll have a spectacular view back to Earth. I cannot wait for you to experience this one-of-a-kind dining adventure coming soon uh yeah what are you doing oh okay so i think it looks awesome i can't wait to check it out that will definitely be on our to-do list i feel like we need to start our to-do list of things for when we we go during the 50th because right now everybody who books a trip with me what money I make on that, that is going into the fund to take <laughs> Boo and Jack-Jack on their first ever Walt Disney World adventure. So, gang, the Space 220 restaurant located adjacent to, oh my goodness, boy, that light just, that light just came back on. Uh, Space 220 restaurant located adjacent to Mission Space attraction takes you dining on a whole new level. You'll experience immersive immersiveness in the new departure lounge and future world. And from here, you'll board one of the two space elevators that will transport you to what seems like 220 miles above the Earth to Centauri Space Station. As you begin your ascent, you look down through a viewport to see Epcot shrink away. And looking up, you'll see the space station come into view. That should be uh, quite an experience. I uh, hope people don't get vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking off in this uh, space elevator. But once you've docked, you'll head through the Centauri Space Station-themed dining area. Inside, you'll experience a panoramic view of the Earth below and a variety of work and leisure activities taking place beyond the windows of space-themed restaurants. So, um, yeah, it says uh, executive chef Mark Koosh will be joining in the Culinary Wonders. Do you know uh, executive chef Koosh? I do not. They say they're right. Um, but yeah, so you'll be able to get stellar dishes and gourmet recipes with a two-course prefix menu for lunch and a three-course prefix menu for dinner. The upscale contemporary fare will bring new meaning to the, quote, height of dining. Rounding out the meal will be unique beverages from fine wine to atmospheric cocktails and more, Kristen. Very nice. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you want to know more, check out uh, at... The Zach Ridley looks like he's one of the Imagineers working on that on uh, Instagram to check out more about that. Or Very, TikTok. Disney or, Parks or is or on Disney TikTok. Disney Parks is on TikTok. No, no I, I won't do TikTok. Not down with that. Um, Mickey. I, I have signed up for TikTok. Have you really? Yes. I don't know why I did, oh. but I did it. It doesn't mean I've used it. I've uh, scrolled through and seen some of the horrific videos that people Yeah, post. no, I, no. <laughs> No, no, that's that's a rabbit hole app for me, I'm, and I refuse. For now, I refuse. Um, watch me a year from now. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, fireworks, and more are coming to Disney. Very merriest after hours at Magic Kingdom, Kristen. So how about that? 
I am so ready. Yeah, twinkling lights, festive decor, and magical celebrations will fill Magic Kingdom Park during Disney's very merriest after hours event taking place on 24 select nights between november 8th through december 21st from 9 to 1 a.m this year's holiday celebration is truly once in a lifetime oh and it takes place on my birthday too yeah coinciding with the walt disney world's 50th anniversary the most magical celebration check out those dates um so disney very merriest after hours will include the nighttime spectacular minnie's wonderful christmas time fireworks and a special theme parade, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. We'll have a parade, Kristen. Yes. Mickey I... Mouse and Minnie Mouse will be joined by pals from Frozen and many other favorite characters, the popular toy soldiers, and the festive parade will, of course, also feature Santa Claus himself. So basically, they're doing the parade from the uh, the Disney special. You know, the one thing <laughs> I'm curious about is why the switch to everything being called after hours? You know, they kind of like tested that out a few years ago with the after hour events that were non-holiday specific. And then like all of a sudden this year, they decided, no, let's just call everything after hours. Do they think it sounds like some exclusive party you're getting to go to that nobody else can? Like the after hours parties that you have for like, oh no, what I'm trying to think of an award show, the Grammys. Like an after show, like yeah. an after party. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably. You know, I mean, they put everything through the Disney testing ringer. So I would think that the research would say, yes, people are favorable toward this term after hours. And I think it also reaches the people that want more um, to experience more. And that goes for adults. Party just isn't good enough anymore, people. No, no. Or something exclusive. But anyway, and, and we know it's not just adults, but the adults are the ones spending a lot of the money. The kids are the well, kids yeah, are there to have fun don't. anyway. <laughs> you know, obviously the kids, kids aren't can't spending go to money. work. They're not making They're not money. making the cheese. Well, well, anyway. Uh, At least not in our country. You know what? I'm reading this press release and it says Disney, Disney is fireworks enchantment. Um, to the transformation of Cinderella Castle into a beacon of magic. You know what I thought that was at first? <laughs> a, bacon? a bacon? A bacon of magic. I was like, what? <laughs> I tried to read that. But uh, anyway, um, you'll experience all these different shows. So um, blah, 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 blah. Tickets range from 169 to 229 plus tax. You do get complimentary snacks like ice cream and popcorn, seasonal treats, and select bottled beverages. Mm. I like it. That's fine. That's fine with me. Hey, uh, also, blah, 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 249 plus tax down December 19th through the 21st. Annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members can also take advantage of a $10 discount on select dates in November. These dated event tickets do not require additional day theme park ticket or Disney Park Pass theme park reservation. That's really expensive. Yep. But people will pay it, as we all know. There's a reason why they've been yeah. experimenting with these things. Experimenting, experimenting Bob Chapek. He's the experimenter. Another thing that they're maybe, opening. Maybe he is the experiment. He is the experimenter. Um, he's the chief experimenter. No, he's the chief experiment. Officer. No, he's the experiment. Oh, well, he's a CEO. He'd be chief experiment officer as a CEO. Okay. There okay, we go. There you go. The 10A... Uh, Stone Spa at Disney's Great California Hotel and Spa is opening September 16th at Grand Californian, and it looks amazing. Have you seen these pictures? Talk about Zen. Yeah. Right? Oh, gosh. I like that. 
right? It is a boutique retreat opening September 16th at Disneyland, this uh, Disneyland resort, this up, upscaled spa is nestled in between Grand California and hotel. Um, and you can begin planning your spa day now by making advanced reservations and it'll be there for guests of the three hotels, Disneyland resort and will be open. Um, and guests of the three hotels of the Disneyland resort will be open to non-hotel guests at a later date. So you have to be staying. Um, it looks really nice. Now the spa name, um, it's pronounced Tanaya. That's how you say it, Tanaya. I'm glad that they put that there in the third paragraph. Maybe you should have put it there in the first. Can be interpreted to dream the indigenous culture of Yosemite Valley. Hmm. Very nice. So, I don't know. looks really nice. A 6,000 square foot facility designed by Imagineers who gathered inspiration from the spirit of nature. Did Joe Rody have anything to do with that? Eh, maybe. It just sounds very Joe Rody like type. Perhaps soothing massage therapies you can have there, herbal body treatments. You could treat your feet with a relaxing uh, foot massage, body massage, and then also salon services in there as well. So, how about that? Mm. Chris, another thing that you love wonderfully wicked dining experience and dessert packages coming to Oogie Boogie Bash there, a Disney Halloween party at California Adventure. Yes. Did you see some of this stuff? Yes. They have wine country that you can do a dining package there. It's available for lunch or dinner. And it does give you um, a VIP reserved standing viewing area for watching the parade. One of the cool things is if you are a child, (laughs) yes, you have to be a child. You cannot be an adult. They will give you with your children's meal the oogie boogie popcorn bucket. Oh, but if you're not a kid, yeah, you can buy one for an additional charge, of course. So, but I think that's pretty kids. cool. I want, I want the oogie boogie popcorn bucket. I do too. I've seen an oogie boogie popcorn bucket before. They look cool. Yes. If somebody can get one of those to me, I love you. You'll be my favorite person. Um, <laughs> Sonoma Terrace is also doing an oogie boogie bash dessert party. Dessert. Yes, dessert party. Mm. It'll be taking place at 7 p.m. and 9.30 during the party nights. Children ages two and under, of course, are free of charge. Nice. I Mm. like it, Kristen. I like dessert parties. Mm, Me too. Wraps up the news. This makes me want to drink like some kind of refreshing rum beverage. Does it really? And sit on a beach. (laughs) All right. I like it. It's Santa Monica. It's a track by Roa. I love it. Great track. Great track. It is time now for us to do our Disney list. It's not our top 10, but it's a ranking list. A four. A four. It is what it is, gang. What are we talking about, Kristen? We are talking about Disney transportation. Yep, and that is ways that you can get from park to park, uh, park to resort, or resort to park. All right, so, you know, that's a great thing, is the resort is so massive at Walt Disney World that you're going to need planes, trains, and automobiles, basically, and, and, scare, and sky lifts <laughs> to take you around in, the park. These are included. They, we did not include any, any way of transportation that you would have to pay money for such as uber lyft or even the minivans they did not get put on the list another thing we didn't put on there is disney's magical express 
Yes, because, because that doesn't take you from from park to resort or park to park or resort to park. This is true. It only takes you to and from airport to resort. Right. And we're not including the spam tram, as some people call it, the trams that take you from the, you know, the parking, parking lot. lot over to the park itself. Okay. So these, once again, is resort transportation. Oh, also not included the trains. Because we talked a little bit about Yeah, this. because the trains are only in the park. It's an attraction instead of, I mean, it's transportation, but it's intended to be an attraction. Right. And so the, the double-decker buses and the the fire engine and all those things and the horses all those things no this is this is resort transportation um that is disney operating yes right so that leaves the watercraft so we have the ferries and the friendship boats you've got the monorail you've got the skyliner and what am i the disney buses and the disney buses right so we're ranking them we're counting them down Kristen. we're counting them down what is number four the disney buses how can that not (laughs) be number four okay i mean you can pretty much ride a bus in any major city so you know buses aren't a super unique or fun way of transportation no but they're there so i mean it's better than walking of course (laughs) um but so that's why it's number four (laughs) right so once again i think the great thing here's the pro for disney buses is that they're always running right 45 minutes prior to opening of the park and an hour after the park closes so you have ample time to get there you do get to stand in line getting on the bus but typically it's a pretty hassle-free process you know they tend but to pack they do, them in there i was just gonna say they pack people in like sardines they do it's not especially like especially you know, when going home when going home is kind of the, the the craziest craziest time to be on a disney bus but bus service is available to disney's uh, blizzard beach and okay. that's especially for those buses that hit more than one resort those get really really packed like the all-star buses Oof. They, they pack you in there that you better hope the person in front or behind you has showered that day because you will be smelling them. No, no. You could have showered that day and you'll still smell them because it's the end of the day. And guess what? That's people, what deodorant. People aren't so fresh. Deodorant, <laughs> antibacterial, uh, hand gel works really great to fight off body odor. And now that they have the, the as buses, well as they have the buses in operation, you'll be able to mask up and put a little bit of that hand sanitizer in your mask and put it up against your face. You know, and smell Purell because I'd much rather be smelling Purell than smelling someone else's odiferous emanations. <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing is when you're making a face that somebody stinks, at least with the mask, they can't see they you can't making see that you. face. They can't see you making a sour <laughs> face. Yes. Yeah. Bus service available to Disney's Blizzard Beach and Water Park directly from All-Star Movies and Coronado Springs Resort. Uh, All other Disney Resort hotels, you can take a bus to Magic Kingdom, then transfer to Blizzard Beach. So just there's all kinds of different things. Disney's Typhoon Lagoon, of course, is closed at this time. But um, the buses is pretty generic way to just kind of get from here to there without you having to take your car anywhere. So that is a good a good thing. They go to Disney Springs, all resorts, all four parks, as well as Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. When it's open. When they're open. Yeah, of course, when they're open. Why would you want to go there when it's not open? Yeah, I don't know. You could be a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So now is number three. All aboard. Everybody get on board the water transportation. You begin on that water transportation, and this is not this is not the Mark Twain riverboat. Okay, no. that does not count. But we are getting on to uh, either the ferry to and from. You have the, the yes, you have the, the ferry. Yep, ferries that go from Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and those Epcot area resorts, as well as like you said, you have the water taxis around Magic Kingdom. So like Fort Wilderness. Yes. What I love are the ferry boats. Mm-hmm. The friendship ferry boats are, um, or, uh, sorry, the ferry boats is one thing, but the uh, the ferry boats connect Magic Kingdom to the Ticket Transportation Center. Uh, the other thing that I do love is the watercraft service, like the friendship boats that go between the different uh, yacht, beach club, boardwalk, all the way to Swan Epcot, Dolphin, Swan and Dolphin, going to Epcot, going to Hollywood Studios, which is really nice. I think it's a really nice, relaxing trip up and down. If you can get inside close to where the skipper of those watercraft are, that's great. If you go in the back, it's just going to be very noisy. So just keep that in mind. But sometimes it's it's nice for a family to kind of sit in the back, kind of away from everyone else and kind you, of chillax. But. You also have Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter. They've got transportation to and from, not running at this time, Disney Springs. True. True. But it is, I think it's super relaxing, especially if you're taking the watercraft from Epcot or Swan and Dolphin to the boardwalk, or you're, you're going to, you know, any, any one of those, uh, like I said, the, um, I just talked about boardwalk or yacht club, right? Swan and Dolphin. And those are just really relaxing. And I really enjoy going there, especially taking the watercraft over to the boardwalk. I find that that's one of my favorite places because you get there, you get to the dock and you're bam, you're right there. I love that. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I'm, I'm feeling psyched. I want to go true. to Disney World. It's really. also true when you get to Epcot because you have that World Showcase gateway right into the park. And you're right there but between France and the United Kingdom. Nice. Lindsay says, I've never actually took the boat before. Well, you should. I think that's another really cool thing is to take the ferry from the ticket transportation area to Magic Kingdom. Um, I really like that. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, you it's get to, a big boat. It's a big, it's a big boat, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, once again, the, the wait times, there's a lot, there can be some wait times for the most part, the watercraft, not so much. The ferries back and forth to, to magic kingdom can get a little, a little busy, um, especially, especially at, at night. night. So expect long lines, <laughs> you know, for that, just like anything, mass exodus, leaving the parks and transportation, whether it's the buses or the ferry from magic kingdom, expect a long wait. So Number two. I think, so, no, see, we're, we're conflicting on this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joan says the boats are fun. Uh, this is number two. So as we rank our list of Disney world modal transportation, I feel like there, this one is so iconic that I want to place it at number one, but this is not Kristen's favorite. And you're, we're going to, we're going to talk this out in front of you. We're going to talk this out right now. Kristen under protest, my protest, okay. you are listing this at number two. I am. What is it? The monorail. Oh, why? I enjoy the monorail. I like the fact that there's, you know, it's a benefit of staying at a Magic Kingdom area resort, way to get around those places. It's a fun way to escape the park and go have a drink somewhere. If, you know, you're wanting to get out of the park and relax and kind of chill and 
that kind of thing. You know, maybe you don't want to go back and take a nap, but you just want time away from the park. Uh, Monorail is a great way to get to those places, but they aren't always the freshest. And sometimes they are also very much packed. And when I'm tired and I'm leaving the resort, I don't really want to stand at the end of the night to get back and have, you know, kind of be jostled around by the people around me. So that is why I rank it at number two. Why is it your number one? I think it's just iconic. I like traveling aboard the monorail when it operates and i don't like i don't like the weight but i do like the ride oh i don't like the weight either it's awful i mean the the what is more what is the most painful weight for transportation for you while we're here discussing is it more painful to wait for the bus because i can tell you this gang i can tell you this the reason why Kristen and i oftentimes will ride down is because we like leaving the park using our car, leaving the park and arriving there, you know, what we can come and go as we please. And we don't have to wait for no stinking bus. We don't have to wait for no stinking monorail, you know? Okay. So and this is- <laughs> as blasphemous as it might feel or sound, honestly, I don't like to have to wait. I've waited around long enough. I just want to come and go as I please. If I'm hot and sweaty, I can be there. I can roll the windows down. I can play my classic rock out of my, out of my phone and and play it on the speakers in my car and i can just go Kristen, let's just relax and open the windows and blare some classic rock and get the heck out of dodge okay so this this contributes to the reason i i magic kingdom is not my favorite park one of them is the fact that once i park my car i am not there I still have to spend time getting to the park, whether it be the ferry or riding the monorail. Okay, that that keeps me from going to Magic Kingdom typically more than once during my trip because I just don't want to do that. I'd honestly rather walk the distance from the contemporary to Magic Kingdom than having That's to not take a bad the walk, ferry though. and waiting. No, it's not. I mean, no, it's, it's right there. Walk. I just, I don't like, I don't like wait waiting. Well, and so that's part of and, my and, thing is uh, you have to, well, you have and, to yeah. wait well, longer. And now, and now you don't even, and now you can't really park over there because they're going to charge you for parking. Yes. So, yeah. So I, I like the monorail. The idea of the monorail is great. I like riding around and riding the loops around. You get a really nice view of the park and different areas of the park, surrounding areas that I really like. So the vistas, the views I like. I like listening to the monorail spiel. It's the nostalgia you know, segment for me that I like and enjoy so much. I like having to board the monorail. I just love the monorail, right? So that's nice. But this is those are the pros for me. The cons are once again, as Kristen said, the wait. I just hate having to wait. And then you do the the death march up to the monorail station, and then you leave the monorail station. There are people bumping into you and and doing all that. So yes, there is a sea of humanity that you have to kind of navigate through in order to get on the monorail, right? And the same can be said for the ferries as well, oh, yeah. but it's, it, but for whatever reason, the monorail people that are late on monorail can be a little militant at times and they will bump into you and they'll try to cut in front of you and they'll do all kinds of just crazy things. And you just have to say, bless their hearts. That That's what we say here in the South. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Anything else? No, I think that covers it. One thing, right? So number one, <laughs> the, the, the reason why I'm doing that is because of Lee. 
you know, Lee, God bless you, Lee. And by the way, did, did Lee tell you that he's restarting his D- Disney Landia blog? No, he did not. Yeah, he did. Uh, nice. One of our, our, one of our original guests on the WDW Tiki Room show, Lee, Disney Landia, his blog is going back up. So uh, props to you. We, we got to have him on the show at some point again. It'll be like our 10 year anniversary, Disney. But um, let's talk about this, the Disney Skyliner. I love this. A, because it reminds me of the buckets, the original buckets there at yes. Disneyland and Walt uh, in, in Magic Kingdom. So I love the Skyliner. I think it's really, really cool. It's u- certainly unique, like the monorail. Uh, it's not as unique as the monorail, but it is up there when it comes to unique and the fact that it is part of that Disney history with the Skyliner. But this is number one for you. Yes. Why? Why is it? First of all, I am not crayon pack with a whole bunch of other people. There is us and two other people is what they fit into that when we've been on it. So I like that. I'm not I'm not crammed with people. I like the fact that as you're going by, you can see all the other other cars and they have all these different characters. And you get this really cool, unique view that you can't get anywhere else. This is true. Of the Walt Disney World Resort. Um, it's new, so I'm sure that plays a little bit into it. You know, it's not something we have done, you know, a few hundred times, like riding the monorail. We've only, you know, done this, what, like three times, something like that. But I liked it. It was fun. And the when you stop and have to get off and get onto another one, it reminds me of like a train station in Europe, kind of the way it's kind of laid out. So I really enjoy it. Yeah. That's why it's my favorite. Same here. I, I enjoy it as well. And it is also very iconic. But once again, the Skyliner reaches Disney's uh, Riviera Resort, which is nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The Caribbean Beach Resort, Art of Animation, and Pop Century Resorts. There's also a connection between Topolino's over there, the flavors of the Riviera Resort, and Ale & Compass Restaurant uh, as well. So those are near the Skyliner locations, their stations. I so want to go to Topolino's. That's that's definitely a must-do Little Mickey, little Mickey. I have from the Disney store in Italy a Topolino bag, like their little reusable shopping bags. I had to buy one because I was like, Where, when else am I going to be in Italy where it says Topolino on it? (laughs) Jonah in the chat says, Buses are very painful, but she does love the Skyline. This is true. Um, I like the Skyliner too because you're not packed, you know, but I will say, if you're afraid of heights, and maybe enclosed, really enclosed areas, um, you know, this may not be for you because you you are kind of hanging, you're suspended, you're you're up a pretty high distance. With no AC. With no AC. Lord forbid this breaks down on you, knock on wood. But I will say that it is a very, very nice uh, ride across the different different skyway lines and the resorts that you see, very nice vantage point. So that is our number one. Hey, Fam, what do you think? Leave us your comments about your favorite Disney mode of transportation out of the four that we discussed and ranked in today's show. And if you have any funny stories, please email us at the Disney list at uh, gmail.com. So uh, that would be great. Uh, Disney list podcast at gmail.com, I should say. And uh, that'll just about wrap up our show, Kristen. Can you believe it? No. Can you believe it? It's been a great show, game. Yes, it has. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh Lord. Love the monorail. Uh, sorry. I told you, Kristen and I had it out between number one and number two. But once again, 
Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> That's what I'll say about that. You know what I'm saying, guys. You know what I'm saying. Hey, by the way, if you're watching the Disney List podcast live on Facebook, feel free to watch it on the original, the original channel there, uh, the Disney List on Facebook. The Disney List podcast, you search for us. Uh, it's facebook.com forward slash the Disney List. And you can check us out on all the social medias, Instagrams, we're on it. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Tweet, tweet. And uh, I will say this. We I would never love, use Twitter. We would love, you know, we really don't either. But we, we put out our news there every week. And we have like, we have like, you know, you know 12,000 12, followers on there. Gosh, we have a lot of Twitter followers. Wow. But um, gosh, if every one of them would subscribe to the show, we'd be in business. It'd be amazing. Hey, so we want you to subscribe to the show as well. That would be amazing. So please, please, please subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. Uh, follow me at John Go on Instagram. Also check out our sister show, Skull Rock Podcast, with me and Dave Bossert. This week, once again, Claude Coates is our topic for discussion. We talked to Alan Coates, Imagineer, the son of Claude Coates, as well as Tony Baxter, Disney legend, uh, Imagineer along with Dave Bossard and myself. Kristen, how about you? Where can people find you? They can find me at diningatdisney.com, Dining at Disney, Facebook, Instagram. I would say those are the two biggest ones, as well as on Anchor or your favorite podcasting platform. If you would like to win the Disney Villains Devilishly Delicious Cookbook, Make sure to check out Dining at Disney to find out how you can win that. The only person exempt from this is Lindsay because she won the last one. There you go. So. <laughs> Big thanks to WDW Park Hoppers, our partners there at the Disney Dorks, Disney Parks Podcast, and all of our related podcasts. Source of Radio, Disney Fun Zone on Facebook is another place you can find us. Also, Discord. Uh, just look for the Disney list, as well as Dining at Disney, Sorcerer Radio, all that good jazz. Sorcerer Radio, all Disney music all day long at srsounds.com. I'm Al John. And I'm Kristen. And we'll, we'll see you real soon. soon. This podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or its holdings and is intended for entertainment purposes. Skull Rock Podcast. Talking all things Disney. With your hosts, Al John Goh and Dave Bossert. Do you just love to learn more about the magic that embodies animated films, theme park attractions, and more? The all-encompassing universe created and produced by the genius of Walt Disney has spanned nearly 100 years in counting. From his earliest film endeavors with the Laughagram cartoons and the Alice comedies, to the creation of Mickey Mouse, to the first animated feature film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and then dreaming of Disneyland, Walt Disney continuously raised the creative bar, and today his company has carried on that tradition as a global entertainment juggernaut. I'm Dave Bossert, artist, filmmaker, and author. And I'm Al John Go, musician, podcaster, and radio guy. Every week, Dave and I will explore the entertainment galaxy that is Disney with insightful conversation, stories, and special guests talking all things Disney. Listen to never-before-heard stories and behind-the-scenes moments from some of your favorite Disney films. 
theme park attractions, performances, books, music, and so much more from knowledgeable, insightful, and thought-provoking hosts and guests. Hear the latest news about Disney past, present, and future. Skull Rock Podcast is your go-to source for the magic we all love. Skull Rock Podcast, coming soon. Visit SkullRockPodcast.com. I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock Podcast, here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel, vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times so they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next disney cruise disney park trip adventures by disney they can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> 